Thank you, Jeremy. Um, my fellow co-authors and fellow free traders, good evening. Uh, Jeremy and I were talking health policy one day and he mentioned his medivation concept. And I told him about my long-held enthusiasm to be able to opt out of statutory monopolies like Medicare and to take my own responsibility for my own future, including my health care. So he invited me to join this project. So Jeremy, thank you for this opportunity to work again with the CIS, which has been kind enough to include me in other publications in the past. It's also timely because last year I was asked by Deloitte's Parramatta team to be one of their 20 or so innovation champions in their so-called Shaping Future Cities Designing Western Sydney project, which I do on a pro bono basis because Western Sydney is the place where, um, where there is huge enthusiasm to try new things. The objective of this project is to stimulate ideas and resolve to make the most of the billions of dollars of investment in Western Sydney uh, in transport and in health by state and federal governments, including in the Westmead Health Precinct. So I'm doing this as an, an independent policy and advisory provocateur, if you like, in my own right. But one of the great things about the current Westmead project is that the leadership of various public health institutions, and I'm I'm delighted to, I mean, he, he wouldn't know that I'm about to say this, but Danny O'Connor, who's the CEO of the Western Sydney Local Health District, I think is one of the great leaders and thinkers in, in this area. And um, I'm very inspired by, by the job he's doing. Um, but these people in leadership have been visible and active for more than three years, saying that they don't just want to build a bigger hospital at Westmead, they want to take this once in a generation opportunity to build into, into the design of this new precinct, the capacity to partner with others, to collaborate, to innovate, and reduce the number of traditional health interactions that have to be done in a hospital by using data science, um, uh, translational research, and new technology to create more individualized health treatment. Um, my, my word, not Danny's or theirs, is I call it the unhospital. We ought to be designing the unhospital in in Western Sydney. And to tackle the growing rates of chronic disease, including obesity, in our fastest growing population, so more people never or rarely have to use a hospital. In fact, some Western Sydney health leaders say they see this as a moral responsibility to use this investment wisely to improve the way health services are delivered and wellness is developed. So the good news is that in Western Sydney, there is great open-mindedness and willingness to consider new ideas, I hope, including Medivation and Hicks, including health leaders, researchers, universities, private sector, and many in the community. Now, that's my observation of them. I'm certainly not um, not implying that, that, that they have or might support it, but I really, really think that the, the conditions exist there to look to new ideas. Um, after all, they're probably aware, as we all are, of the Productivity Commission report into health costs, which um, which Jeremy referred to. Tony Shepherd's 2013 Commission of Audit report, which said health costs are the longest-running fiscal challenge for us, and the McKeon review that called for better use of research solutions to health challenges. So, as the so-called champion for health and education in Western Sydney. I believe we have the opportunity and indeed the imperative in Western Sydney to lead policy and ideas to leverage this historic investment and the global reputation in health and education into a responsive, effective 
and competitive economic growth engine for the next century. We should be using health in Western Sydney as the catalyst for growth in knowledge economy jobs and to minimise our actual requirements to use hospital systems. As Jeremy said, I'm a recovering local MP, a recovering front bencher, shadow treasurer and a senior government policy strategist. And in the 20 years since I was first elected, in my view, it's become harder and harder to prosecute meaningful policy change, especially in an area like health. And it's astounding when, as we know, the Productivity Commission estimates that we waste around $15 billion a year, that's 10% of the health spend, because of structural inefficiencies. I mean, who could, who could ignore that? So you'd think everyone would be calling out for us to fix these, these problems. It is the bleeding obvious. We need to deal with it. But my experience in Parliament, and particularly uh, during election periods, and I'm sure Terry's probably got experiences of this, is that change is really, really hard to prosecute, especially when it's a bit complex. And we always find ourselves at some point in someone's election cycle. There's always a reason for someone to say, well, no, don't mention that yet. Wait till after the election. And it's really hard to get a chance to debate a new idea because opponents, and these are usually union bosses who are defending 60-year-old supply models, lash out with slogans about Americanisation or privatisation, all of which are completely and utterly untrue. So if you put an interesting idea out before an election, politicians are invariably asked to rule it in or out before they've even read it. So something dies before it's even had a chance to breathe. Um, last week I did a half hour on the ABC uh, radio on the topic of what keeps me awake. And in my case, it's debt-funded public sector budgets and rampant expense growth, including health. Um, governments find it really hard to implement change that everybody privately admits in guilty discussions in corridors of government or wherever it might be um, has to happen and that health and welfare spending will eat the budget. So I offered in that discussion that if governments can't affect or won't affect that policy reform, um, and in the absence of a hick, a medivation choice available to me, um, why not let consenting adults like me opt out of monopoly government systems like Medicare or the award system if I were a bus driver um, and statutory insurances and take my own responsibility for buying those services or making my own employment arrangements in a market. In effect, to be a completely voluntary policy lab rat. If the government can't or won't reform, let me at least step out and show that the world won't end. It might go pear-shaped, that's my business if it does, but if it's successful, then governments and policymakers have something successful to point to. I want to be able to buy healthcare from someone who has an incentive to keep me well. But right now, if I do that, I face a jail term. That's what the private health legislation says. They're not allowed to give it to me, I'm not allowed to buy it. And yes, predictably, I got hate mail, or actually it was more like very cross mail, but nevertheless, it all happened, accusing me of saying I wanted to dismantle Medicare. I mean, ridiculous. A couple of months ago, I was really pleased to see the Baird government invite non-government providers to submit ideas about how to run better and more efficient services in public hospitals in regional areas like Goulburn. But union bosses immediately hijacked the entire issue and caused local members to back down. And it's only after that event that some sensible people in those systems have, you know, piped up and said, well, this we really wanted this. This would have been really, really good. But there was no, you know, it's now dead, sadly. 
Um, some of this is a failure by politicians to invest the time in articulating the problem, gathering some proposed solutions, testing them, and then making a decision on the evidence. And it takes time and hard work, and Terry and, and Jeremy know that. And I think John Howard was probably the last one to really do that well, at least on a national scale. So I believe that we have a role in helping drive this debate and to try and help normalise conversations in our communities in around the dinner table, at barbecues, about solutions to sticky problems. They should not always be for someone else to deal with. We want to normalise the, the, the solutions and the discussion about these problems and to try and arm and inoculate intelligent, practical taxpayers and citizens against the rabid, punitive, irrational claptrap and, and intellectual bullying that union bosses and some parts of the media um, think is acceptable discourse in the civic domain. Projects like Jeremy's are a valuable contribution, rationally put, well-researched, peer-reviewed, and offered with genuine and sincere expectation that politicians and decision-makers can take on board. We have to stop threatening to fine or jail people like me who want to be independent, take personal responsibility, make mutually agreed arrangements with full consent, perhaps in a uh, health innovation community, and reduce the burden on fellow taxpayers. And unless we enable some competitive tensions in our health system, and at least some sections of it, try an alternative model in which there are real incentives to keep people well or longer, stop them getting sick at all, and get them better faster, we will simply run out of taxpayers' money. So I was pleased to join Jeremy and Gerald in this piece. I've, I've never seen a Liberal stand up for pre-selection and not say something about how much they believe in small government and the virtue of markets and the need to have the courage to tackle problems um, like health. So for those people in our parliament and our bureaucracies, here's a chance to pick up a good idea and be confident that if they do, they will have our support when inevitably the Kremlin staggers to its feet and lashes out. Now's the time to try new things and encourage decision makers to be confident. They can think outside the box with our support. And more than just a single CIS publication, that if decision makers were to put a toe in the water and explore an idea like this, that people like us will continue to back them up if they decide to give it a go. Thank you.